Welcome back, everybody, to the Enthusiasm is Our Jam podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Olson, and in this episode, I'm also riding solo today. Today, I'm actually going to pose a very intriguing question to all of our listeners and would love to hear any and all thoughts, perspectives, and opinions. Please feel free to respond to this question either via comment on Facebook, Facebook Messenger at my name, of course, Kyler Olson, comment on Instagram, or you can even comment on YouTube as I'm going to start to record episodes with audio and video so that we can get more interaction via YouTube. The reason for the title of this podcast is because my Instagram educator page is called Enthusiasm is Our Jam. So if you do have an Instagram page, that is where you can find all of these episodes and certainly respond to the post that features this particular one. Also on that Instagram page, you can see all of the cool and fun things that we get to do in our classroom um, and our grade level gets to do all the time. So As I inch closer to asking this particular question, this isn't necessarily a question that I just randomly made up. I graduated with my master's in curriculum, instruction, and assessment in the spring of 2022, and this question directly relates to what I completed my final research analysis capstone paper on. I'm going to skim through some of the key points as well as share my own personal views, but as I said, I encourage you as the listener to also chime in with any thoughts or ideas or perspectives um, that you have. Now, the question I'm posing is this, are behavior rewards effective? This is a very loaded question in education that, of course, all has all sorts of answers. Whether you teach elementary, middle, or high school, or any other forms of education, um, I wouldn't really necessarily connect this to higher ed, um, but regardless of whether or not you teach in the general education classroom or elsewhere, your opinion and perspective will likely differ a little bit, but that's also another reason why I want to hear from you. Before I get into any focused questions or key points and thoughts of my own, a big thing I'd also like to highlight is that I teach elementary school. I've only taught fourth and fifth grade. That, of course, will certainly factor into my own thoughts and opinions regarding behavior rewards and their effectiveness. I know that my standpoint and perspective may be a little different than that of a middle school or high school teacher simply due to the grade level and the age of students, but that is yet another reason that I want to hear from our audience on this topic. So as I said, my research project when I completed my master's was focused on whether or not behavior awards are effective or not. There is a movement that is beginning to take place in the United States and schools deciding to completely eliminate their behavior reward system. Yes, I said it. There are schools that are deciding to completely eliminate their behavior reward system, and it's working. So some people might jump to the question right away of, well, what replaces it? And that's a very good question to start with. Many schools also take a look at their demographics, while others reflect on their school's culture and climate, which I will come back to here shortly. Just some food for thought regarding my paper, and again, I will just skim through this. Nobody wants to sit here and listen to my paper, and neither do I. The questions that I posed to begin my research in this project were, number one, what tangible or intangible items are students motivated to earn? So in our school, and I will get into more detail here shortly again, we have, we are the Lincoln Lightning, so we have bolts, sparks, we also have the storm cloud that is accessible um, for certain grade levels, again, depending on what students are motivated to earn what. I'm also teaching summer school at our local middle school, Walker Middle School, I'm teaching sixth grade math this summer, um, and as I was printing some things the other day, I noticed a table with a bunch of random goodies on it, 
um, from Gatorade to candy bars to just all sorts of random um, little tiny items. And one of the teachers said that that was their prize room for their team at the middle school, um, depending on not just behavior, but students getting their work done and all sorts of other factors that go into that. So I also wanted to throw in um, from the middle school aspect and standpoint, the local middle school that our elementary school actually feeds into once students go from fifth to sixth grade has a prize room and it's literally just in their copy room. It's nothing spectacular. It's just a bunch of random um, stuff and treats on a table. Number two, does the power of choice impact a reward system? I learned this past year, I tried something new. I looped with my kids last year. So I went from fourth to fifth grade um, and I needed something to keep things interesting. I know consistency is huge and just having a system is also a big deal. But um, as kids grow older, they desire different things. And I certainly believe that the power of choice has a lot of impact in education, no matter what grade level or no matter what age of kids you um, are teaching. Um, so one thing I know I've talked about in previous episodes is our wow board, which um, is a 10 by 10 grid that we fill out um, based on kids being prepared, um, all sorts of things that we preach in our classroom, random acts of kindness, um, cleaning up after yourself, just being on time really was a big one last year as I was my main job was getting them ready for middle school and being prepared and on time is a major thing that can get you ready for the middle school level. So our wow board, once it filled up all 100 squares, we would spin a wheel. I had two wheels on my computer that I had. Um, and the power of choice was a massive one because they had four or five things that I would show them up on the active board, their choices of if they got selected or not. Some some of the popular ones were um, to choose the playlist for a day. Um, we had stinky feet on it where um, a student didn't have to wear their shoes in class until a boy with the worst smelling feet I've ever smelled in my life. Um, chose stinky feet and I think about three of us about passed out. So we crossed that one off the board real quick. But um, just the power of choice and my mind immediately goes back to our wild board and how impactful that was because students wanted to be up on the wild board because of the rewards that they um, had access to if they were chosen at the end when we did spin the wheel. So again, does the power of choice impact a reward system? In my personal opinion, I think it most certainly does. Number three, what are the benefits of eliminating school-wide behavior rewards? I know I touched on this already, and I know some people would ask, well, what takes its place if anything takes its place? In the research I did, one of the schools that um, was in one of the articles I read through that did eliminate their school-wide behavior reward system, um, instead of handing out rewards, they focused a lot on character development and just developing the overall person. So it really had nothing to do with academics. It was just teaching them how to be a civilized um, person and have good character. Um, of course, what you think of yourself and what other people think of you. So they did all sorts of things um, based on that to work towards something. So there was some, there was something in place. It just wasn't necessarily a, a rewards, a ribbon, a slip of paper, no, nothing like that. So something very interesting to tie to this very topic. Other pieces along the way in my research that I won't get into too much detail, but can also, they can also drive your thinking a little bit. Um, the impact that these rewards have on special education for all of my special education or instructional aides out there. What does exclusion from the classroom look like or does that have an impact on your reward system? 
The effect it has on office referrals, so teachers sending kids to the office for whatever um, negative behavior or whatever reason that may be, and schools using the house system. In our school district, Bismarck Public Schools, we have, I believe, a couple schools that use the house system in some um, form or fashion. We have one school in Bismarck that is massive around the house system. They're actually their entire school kind of revolves around the house system. I have seen it a little bit in action. They actually, many of their Fridays are actually dedicated to celebrating the house system and the students that had a very good week or the house that had a great month. Um, but they also keep in mind, receive, receive a lot of title money to do that for their rewards and their different field trips that they do that revolve around the house system. Um, our fifth grade team at Lincoln this past year, our fifth grade level has done the house system for a few years. The only unfortunate part is that all five of our fifth grade teachers this past year were brand new to fifth. And we wanted to take some things that Lincoln did in the past and still incorporate them, but also make it our own system with our own kind of pizzazz to it. Um, but the only, the other hard part was we were five teachers that were navigating a brand new grade level. None of us had ever taught fifth grade. So we were kind of, um, as my former principal would say, we were kind of building the plane as we were flying it. So, um, we did some pretty cool stuff with it. We had different house celebrations. It definitely was not very consistent and it definitely died down in the spring as our spring and meetings and all sorts of things that go into education kind of took off. So house system definitely took a very back seat to that. Uh, I don't know how many students really desired it towards the end or really noticed that we hadn't done much house system stuff because we still did a lot of fun stuff towards the end of the school year. But schools using the house system can be another factor in your behavior reward system. Um, going back to our, the, when I talked about the, tangible or intangible items that students are motivated to earn. At our school, we are called the Lincoln Lightning. Our behavior rewards include bolts and sparks. Bolts are for above and beyond behaviors that are recognized by staff towards students. I've actually had some students in the past who shared their snack or whatever reason with another student and they asked if they could fill out a bolt and very rarely do I say no because I love when students recognize others for doing that sort of thing. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's always staff writing bolts for students because some students here and there have also written bolts for each other. Students are, who earn those bolts, it is on a white slip of paper, are also recognized during, during our school assemblies in the gym. So they are recognized by all of their peers and their teachers all at once. Sparks are little blue slips of paper. They are more so for smaller acts of kindness. They involve, like I said, smaller blue slips of paper opposed to the white sheets of paper that bolts come on. And these are all the incentive for that is all depends kind of on the grade level. It is consistent throughout our school, depending on how your grade level team wants to do it. Our K-1-2 students have an opportunity to do what we call the storm cloud. And I believe that involves the teachers pulling sparks out of a box. But like I said, that kind of all depends on how the teacher wants to operate that in their classroom, as long as they're sending some kids each Friday or end of the week to the office for some sort of prize. Aside from positive behaviors and just doing the little things right, I've also given out sparks to students who may have struggled giving effort in class, which I'm sure some teachers may agree with or disagree with, but I have had a few students 
in my teaching career who effort was more of a struggle. I certainly, it certainly didn't happen often, but sometimes students just need a little more encouragement opposed to others. So I have given out sparks for students um, just to kick them in the butt a little bit to give them a little incentive for simply doing their job. My classroom is also surrounded by first grade classrooms the past two school years. So I've also handed out a lot of sparks to first graders in the hallway who are just walking nicely not backpedaling, not spinning in circles, not pushing their friends around, that sort of thing. Um, and of course, first graders are always on cloud nine when the cool boy teacher gives them sparks. So I certainly take advantage of that. Now, going back to my overall project, if you will, the results of this research concluded with a rather simple and maybe a little boring to some um, the results. I don't say that because I was disappointed. I was actually quite pleased by it because it involves simple little things that really just require consistency and buy-in from the entire school. I returned to the words school culture and school climate because these two very loaded words, these two very loaded aspects of a school lead to the questions, do you have staff buy-in and is your system consistent? I will certainly say as a teacher, I am not all that consistent with bolts. There's been times where we, especially during the COVID era, if you want to call it that, we had we would have to have school assemblies online via Microsoft Teams. And that was sometimes a reminder to me that, holy cow, you haven't handed out a bolt in God knows how long. Um, but I've definitely done better. My students know from day one that I don't just hand out bolts um, just randomly. I don't have, I, you have to do something recognizable to get a bolt. If you're going to hold the door open for people to come in from recess, you should do that anyways. Um, there's a lot of things that students should just, just need to learn to do because it's the right thing to do. And it just makes you a better person in general, just the little tiny things that lead to that. So, I know all classrooms are different, all teachers are different, and I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong for how many bolts they hand out. I know teachers who have handed out 20 bolts in a week, and I know teachers who have handed out 20 bolts an entire school year, and that's completely kind of up to the teacher, and I don't believe whatsoever that that destroys a system at all, because you're still being consistent on how the school does that. Um, going back to you have, do you have staff buy-in? Um, I, I also want to include your janitors, your instructional aides, all staff members um, should be involved in this. And I say that because students should be aware that when they're at lunch, whoever's working at lunch still has the power to recognize you for that or else all students would do is act positively in the classroom and in the gym and in the lunchroom, it's whatever. And I do know I'm well aware because I've talked to many of my own students about this throughout myself doing this research that there's students who could care less or couldn't care less about being recognized for this because they just do this because it's who they are. And they've voiced that to me uh, on several different occasions while other students they get a bolt and it completely changes their day um, and it makes them um, it certainly impacts their behavior for days to come. So every student is a little different, but I, I've certainly since doing this research and noticing how important staff buy-in is, um, that all staff members should feel the or should have the authority to be able to recognize these things because it's important for students to know that their behavior matters no matter where they are in a school, whether they're in class, whether they're in a hallway, whether they're in music class or recess or the lunchroom, your behavior should not change. And yes, there's all sorts of factors that can change that or impact student behavior where wherever they are in the school or outside of the school, but students need to know 
that their behavior um, impacts a lot of things no matter where they are. So as I said, kind of going back to my own opinion and perspective on this, it's it's really consistency. It goes back to just classroom management as we know as teachers, being consistent, having a system from day one. I think my classroom culture, as I move on from school culture and school climate, I go back to my own classroom culture and my own classroom climate. Um, I have learned with behaviors, I guess flipping the switch a little bit from positive to negative, I do not send many kids to the office unless it's something that happened outside the classroom that certainly needs to be addressed by admin, by the principal, or students need to see that their actions have consequence. I have learned early on in my teaching career from a few other teachers in my school that I certainly consider kind of role models or mentors to myself, um, how powerful conversations are. I know I saw on Twitter um, about a week ago, something about what have you learned in your career thus far about managing negative behaviors in the classroom? And I responded with having conversations rather than confrontation, sitting down with a kid and just talking through something rather than jumping to conclusions or only listening to one side of the story can make a huge difference. I, You will see me anytime something negative in the classroom or outside the classroom happens. I pull students out in the classroom so they're not in front of all their friends and all their classmates. And we sit down and have a conversation about it. And sometimes that leads to consequences. Sometimes that just leads to a heart-to-heart um conversation, but that is how I have dealt with or learned to deal with negative situations or negative behaviors. Um, anybody who knows me well knows that relationships is the number one thing in my classroom. And I know that's the number one thing or hopefully is in any classroom or any school, but relationships from the beginning can impact so many things with behaviors. Do they eliminate negative behaviors? Absolutely not. But it's also so much easier to have those conversations that I just talked about with students um, when you have a relationship with them because they know you care about them. They trust you. Um, When I first started my teaching career, one person in one of our meetings, and I will never forget it, used the kind of common quote, kids don't care about what you know until they know that you care. And that is absolutely true in every aspect, whether you're dealing with a positive or negative situation. So um, that is um, a lot of what I had to say on this topic. Um, Once again, going back to the results, I know they're not the most extravagant or crazy, interesting results, but it really just goes back to school culture and school climate and having staff buy-in. So going back to the question, are behavior awards effective Um, if you have the system, if you are consistent with it, if you have buy-in from your school, it can certainly be effective. I would be very intrigued to sit down with these schools that are eliminating it because I'm very intrigued by what they see in the near future. I definitely think it could work, and I'm not saying that because I don't believe in school rewards. Positive behavior warts, but I definitely think eliminating them could have a lot of positive things because students just learn to be a good person because they're supposed to, not because they get a ribbon or a trophy for it. So yeah, those are my thoughts and opinions. Once again, I would love to hear from anybody, not even just in education. I know this will be 
probably a little easier to discuss or answer if you are in education or have been in education because you have been in a school setting often, you have been in a classroom setting often, maybe even your own classroom. Um, but please reach out either on the Facebook post in the comments, Facebook Messenger. Like I said, I'm going to get this up on YouTube for some videos so you can respond on YouTube. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Enthusiasm is Our Jam, just like the title of this podcast is. But I want to hear from you, um, your thoughts, your perspectives, your opinions, what you have seen from your experience. Has your opinion changed on this topic I would not necessarily say as I did this research that my opinion changed. I started with somewhat of an opinion and I didn't really sway um, to one side or the other. I didn't really change too much of my own opinion. Um, but it is definitely an interesting topic that every school does this a little differently. They have a lot of commonalities across the board, I'm sure, but everybody does them differently. Every school recognizes students a little differently and it would be very interesting to see um, other educators, especially even at different grade levels. Like I said, I am upper elementary, but hearing from middle school or high school, um, and what those older kids desire. What are their, what do they, what are they encouraged, um, to earn? Uh, a lot of those older kids, I'm sure, just kind of live their life. They go to class, they get done what they need to, and they're all done. Um, but maybe they do desire something based on how they act, um, in a school setting. So let me know. Reach out. Um, using whatever method was um, easiest for you. And thank you once again for joining the podcast. Uh, like and subscribe, share the show. I know I need to reach out to a good buddy of mine who also teaches in the district. He reached out to me last week. He's been listening to the podcast and he said it was especially our latest episode with author Jonathan Alzheimer. Uh, a buddy of mine reached out and said that it was super reassuring to hear from two, two teachers that are doing things differently in their classroom because, like I said, and I, like I told him, um, if teaching isn't fun, learning isn't fun. And we, of course, as teachers, want learning to be impactful. And the quickest way to make learning impactful is to make it fun. Um, not everything in education and in teaching is going to be fun, especially based on what we enjoy teaching, what we might not enjoy as teaching as much. But um, thank you to my buddy for reaching out and kind of reassuring me that we're talking about some pretty good stuff on here. But once again, are behavior rewards effective? Let me know what your thoughts are. Don't be shy. I don't care if you've taught for one year, for 40 years, or if you're just student teaching. Let me know what you think. You have been listening to the Enthusiasm is Our Jam podcast, and thanks for tuning in.